Welcome to another episode of Glorify Treasure Spread. And this is another in our series of episodes where I'm interviewing various church members on different themes, biblical themes that have been summarized in articles that they've been willing to read and then join me for a conversation beneath that theme. And today I am joined by none other than Jeffrey Hill. How are you doing, brother? I'm well, thank you. And uh, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for reading your article and for taking a little time to have this discussion. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to have read it and to have been invited to do this. Thanks, brother. Well, Jeff read an article entitled Speak Only What is Good to Give Grace. And the article was written by a pastor in the United Arab Emirates in the UAE named Josh Manley. He's the pastor of Ras al Kamaya Evangelical Church, RAC Evangelical Church in the United Arab Emirates. Um, a little, little uh, story about Josh. Some of you may know of him or know him. His dad was the uh, principal or headmaster, whatever the official title was, of SBEC, a uh, Christian elementary and high school in DeSoto County, now known as North Point uh, Christian School. That was Josh's dad. So Josh is from the Memphis area. And Jim Suggs and I, on the way back from India one time, stopped in Dubai, and we had about an eight-hour layover. So we hung out with Josh and got to go see his area and pray for his community. And that's where I almost died. Jeff, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> J- uh, Jim kept me alive. He nursed me help. I-, I legit went to the emergency room in the UAE. Josh dropped us off there because uh, <laughs> our last meal in India, I think I got a little special mojo. Mm. And uh, <laughs> when, <laughs> when we flew, we I guess we flew six hours or so over to the Middle East and after we hung out with Josh for a little bit, um, that, that, that meal caught up to me, but, uh, <laughs> you know, 103 fever and mm. uh, a few, uh, it, it emptying my stomach a few times, uh, <laughs> the, you know, the wrong direction. It was, uh, I wasn't feeling well, but anyway, Josh, uh, Josh has some fun stories about that, but he's a good brother. Uh, mm. I'm thankful for his life and I appreciate him writing this article. Appreciate you reading it, having a conversation with me about it. Um, can you summarize what's this speak only what is good to give grace article all about? Yeah. So, um, the, the way that I've summarized it is just because we have been reconciled to the God who graciously speaks, we are no longer to use our speech for corruption, but rather to give grace, especially for the building up of Christ's church. Mm, yeah. Great summary. Let's, let's double click on it. Uh, talk about some things that stood out to you from the article or just that broader, beautiful biblical theme. Yeah. So um, I've got a couple of things even related to the author. So first, a couple of things that stood out just about the article itself is that uh, I would just recommend people to read it because it's really um, it's short and he really stays focused on the topic, which is really helpful. And he also gives a lot of biblical balance regarding what he means by words like kindness and grace, you know, and that's uh, nuance and balance are not the the what, what's happening in our days. So I just think the article is really good. That stood out in and of itself that the author um, did that. But the uh, Ephesians is where he kind of uh, really goes for the theme. And 
what stood out to me most, I think, is that connection between Christ's cosmic work of redemption and uh, we don't think this way, but the the way that little you and I use our tongues, right? Mm. The way that we speak. There's a connection and it is uh, mind-blowing, life-changing. So that's what stood out, I think, the most. Okay, so... Again, we've double clicked on your summary and you gave that, um, ap- you know, that uh, that particular idea. What do you mean? What What is the connection? Uh, connect the dots. Cosmic God of all glory, our little tongue. Yeah. So it's in the summary. Right. But we have been redeemed and the author spends some time in the early portion of Ephesians. He just uh, shows that God elected us um, and uh, he loved us before the foundation of the world. Um, he talks about how God raised us from spiritual death to spiritual life in the early part of chapter two. Um, his cosmic plan unites Jew and Gentile. Um, and so there's these themes in Ephesians of uh, cosmic reconciliation and unity in the church. And then he goes to Ephesians 4.29. And that text says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And so um, the connection is just that we've been, we've been redeemed. We've been changed. We were dead, right? Now we've been changed and made alive. And now as response to God's, um, uh, he uses te- words like Christ exalting, universe transforming, destiny shifting plan for us, right? Mm. And uh, that's the that's the application in Ephesians. Don't let corrupting talk come out of your mouths. That was the that was what we did constantly and incessantly before we were redeemed. But now we're to um, build up the body as fits the occasion and give grace to those who hear. Yeah, I mean, instead of our throats being an open grave Mm -hmm. like they were before we came to Christ, now they're to be uh, it's to be a reservoir of life giving life-giving hope. So what would practical applications look like in the life of, of Grace Church? What, how to get that cosmic, uh, what, what was that line? Uh, uni- Christ-exalting, universe-transforming, <laughs> destiny-shifting plans in Christ. He says, include deploying our words mm-hmm. for eternal ends. All right, so stay-at-home moms or busy dads who work graveyard shifts like you, um, what does that look like in the life of our body? Yeah. So, um, well, first I think it means saturating ourselves in God's word, right? Mm-hmm. Which is something a person should be doing. It's it, even, um, even post redemption, we're still dealing with that old man. It's not natural for us to obey that command. And so, um, so I think saturating ourselves in God's word is, is number one, right? Um, two, uh, we should, if we believe, we should really uh, work hard to believe that God intends to use our speech for other people's good eternally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I just don't think that comes into our mind in all of our conversations. And um, if we really believe that, it would, uh, he even talks about how we should be intentional, right? How intentional we would be if we believe that in our every interaction with people as we talk to them. Yeah. Um, So the balance that I mentioned earlier, and this is one of the things that really stood out again in the article, he he just makes it clear that he's not talking about 
uh, mere or naive positivity, right? Or flattering yep. speech. So yep. he says, to quote him, we shouldn't reduce this command to mere positivity or flattery. The speech that give gra- gives grace is saturated in the gospel. This means sometimes delivering a hard word when it's appropriate, because that will do the most eternal good. Yeah. So I think that's a good application, too. I mean, if you uh, if you just read Jesus and Paul, you're not going to find always what what immediately hits us as nice sounding war- words. Right. Yep. 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 Well, we can all you know, if we step back for a minute and look at the kind of the long view of our life, we can all think of those moments where the Lord raised up a brother or sister in what we thought was an unsuspecting moment. And God used them to speak truth into our life. Mm -hmm. Either, like you said, sometimes in a hard word uh, of correction, rebuke, or something like that, but sometimes just a word of guidance or Mm -hmm. biblical instruction. And inevitably, uh, you know, sometimes we overcomplicate things. Inevitably, God's favorite instrument to use is his word saturated people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he could just zap us with a lightning bolt and give us divine illumination and insight and wisdom (laughs) for every decision in life. But for some wise reason, he knows that it tends most to his glory to use other brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. to speak into our life. And you, you said it a minute ago, the reason I'm, I'm accenting that, theme and that point is because sometimes we don't perceive or believe that he intends to use us Mm. in the lives of others the way he's used others in our own lives. So can you think of some examples or an example where you've seen this grace on display in our congregation? Yeah, I'll give a personal example just because it, it, it kind of, uh, even as along those lines of what could have sounded like a harsher word to me that has <clears throat> turned out to be just incredibly helpful for years now. Um, we were in uh, Carmen and I's living room with probably 15 or 16 other Grace Church members. Um, and um, we were talking about finances and, and wisdom and how we use our finances. And I remember lamenting out loud <clears throat> to the group about um something like, I wish God would just, like you said, zap or had put in his word, you can use this percentage of your finances for giving to the church and this percentage of uh, your finances for coffee and this percentage for giving to the poor. And, you know, just, mm-hmm. um, and uh, a, a Grace Church member who's no longer a member now um, said, basically, God, one reason why God didn't do that is because you end up a little Pharisee who just marked all those boxes with no joy and no reliance upon his Holy spirit. And you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. and, and I just thought in the moment, it kind of, it shocked me. It was a lot of wisdom in what he said. And um, yeah. it stuck with me for probably six or seven years now. And yeah. I use that example time and time again. And to the immediate hearers, it might've sounded somewhat harsh. I don't know if, if it did or not, but for me, it, it, it's been helpful for, you know, years. Yeah. Amen to that. Thank God he didn't give us a spreadsheet, you know, first, <laughs> first and second spreadsheet of, of the New Testament. No, he, he, yeah. Praise God. We, we do need, he gave us his word exactly as he knows is best for us. Yeah. Uh, but also to give us wisdom 
to know how to speak. So wisdom that is from above is first, James tells us, pure, peaceable, gentle, easily entreated, full of mercy and good fruits. And mm. James has lots to say about, about our tongue. Um, I want to ask you a question that I think relates to where a lot of our people live on the day-to-day that's mm-hmm. not literally our tongue, but I would say mm-hmm. is a form of speech and is a way we can give grace or we can live in disobedience to a gracious form of speech. And that is social media. So it doesn't come off the tip of our tongue Mm -hmm. or off our lips, but it comes off the tip of our fingers Mm -hmm. and on a digital screen. Um, Any thoughts about how to navigate that complex new world Mm. graciously? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I'll say number one, as a funny thing about that, I'm, I'm pretty bad at technology. And on Twitter, for instance, those who follow me, I, I've liked a lot of things through the years because I didn't know that I could bookmark them. And I was liking them to make reference to them later. And uh, Carmen was like, you know, people can see what you like, right? And some of it was just harsh words from people to, that I could give as examples even of things. Mm. So, I mean... I don't know. I know a lot of people who uh, maybe like me aren't uh, wildly good at technology. So one thing that I would say is my my unknowingness could have been harmful. Right. So becoming Mm. um, knowledgeable about those things, if you're going to use them is one just really easy way to avoid confusion or hurt. Um, And certainly I would I would suggest that uh, Christians stick really close like we've already said to god's word in how and what we share so um verses applications from particular verses not simply our own opinions i mean peter talks about how uh, those who speak should do so as those speaking um the words of god right and so i just think that's always the the wisest plan so your opinions um are going to be uh, eternally helpful for people, but God's word will always be good for people to hear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good word. I mean, you know, the old adage, or I guess it's a new adage, um, <laughs> rings very true that very few people have changed their deep, deep, deep abiding perspective mm-hmm. because of somebody's grandmother's Facebook post, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Uh, but man, how many, how many incensed arguments and sometimes foolish arguments. If Mm. you look at the book of Proverbs, just this endless banter, that's never going to go anywhere and, and, and leads to more tribalism, more echo chamber, uh, you know, just unhealthy, unhelpful. Well, I think, yeah, I think it's a good word. Just stick close to God's word and wherever a believer goes, whatever territory it is, whether it's interpersonal, whether it's a small group, whether it's work, whether it's the water fountain at the office, whether it's social media, may our tongues be what Josh draws out in his article and what you've emphasized from Ephesians. May our tongues be an instrument, which this is God's phrase, give grace Mm -hmm. to those who hear. And the Lord Jesus is the one who's full of grace and truth. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you to do one more thing. Give, give grace with your tongue.
don't flatter. All right, mm-hmm. we've already talked about that danger. But um, I'm going to give you a few few seconds to think of a a member of Grace Church or uh, and it, maybe your small group of men that you just wrapped up with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody other than Carmen, all right? We trust that she gets <laughs> a lot of grace. She needs She needs to get a lot of grace from you. But it doesn't have to be an individual. But I want you to give give grace and do it biblically and Christ-centered as a as an example. What does it sound like? So Blake Pugh is one person that came to mind immediately. Yeah. Um, just because I've spent some time with them over the last couple of years. Um, I, it, it's it's hard to think of somebody I've met who who is more hungry for God's word. And God. so I would just say if you want to uh if you want to become more hungry for God's word, one of the best things you can do is get around people who are ferocious with it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and getting after it. So um, I would say uh, that. And to you, um, this last sermon that you preached, mm. um, <clears throat> your opening, just to put it, like I said, briefly, the introduction to that sermon was, um, was grabbing in ways like mm. grab attention getting in the most now i want to hear now i want to hear what god is actually was what god has said here right i just think you did a really good job of um grabbing grabbing the attention without um without flattery or anything that the bible would say we shouldn't use right but rather just a real earnest call to uh, pay close attention to what god has said yeah, praise God. Well, what a sobering text. When Jesus is talking to a bunch of people who think they know God uh-huh. and they get finished with a conversation and they want to stone him. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, such a sobering text. Yeah, well, praise God. I echo what you said about Blake. Um, I just emailed him or texted him yesterday. Hey, man, send me that chiasm on the prologue of John that you were sharing. <laughs> like This brother's over here devouring mm-hmm. the Bible and seeing some connections in there that uh, have been very encouraging to me. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Well, brother, thank you for reading the article, for this conversation, for the various insights. And this is an area where every believer has plenty of room to grow. Grace Church mm-hmm. certainly has lots of room to grow. It's only going to happen if God does it. So would you ask God to do it? Will you close us in prayer mm-hmm. under this theme? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Father, we do give you praise for uh, the fact that you've given us your word. You've written a a whole book to us. And uh, we ask that you would help us all at Grace Church to to love it, to want it more, to truly believe that it's sweeter than honey and uh, able to give wisdom and all those things. And our prayer is really simple in light of the article. We want to be people who, uh, like you, uh, speak into the world and into the church grace as fits every occasion. And so we just pray that you'd help us, give us wisdom, the wisdom that comes from you and which only you can give. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, brother. Yeah, brother. Thank you. <laughs>